This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to the Ajima Show. It's your host, Peter Kim. And I'm Anji Kim. And we're so excited to be back here. Sorry we're a day late, but we're actually... Um, right on time because we are recording this on 625 Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Which is a huge day for Korea. I, I heard this term Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! from my mm-hmm. grandparents so much. Yes. And that means 625 June 25th and it's the anniversary of the... I think it's also a Dragon Ball C character. No, you... <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> That's so wrong in so many different <laughs> levels. I don't even want to. That's if y'all listening, that. y'all drag her the way you want to drag her. I can't even go there, but thank you. <laughs> you think it's a Dragon Ball Z character? Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, anyways, so uh, we are doing this on June 25th. It is the anniversary of the Korean War. Um, it got started off, North Korea invaded South Korea um, w- with the help of the Soviets right. on this day. And our family's been fucking talking about it ever since, making us, <laughs> letting us never top, forget. It's, it's been at the top of our family charts ever yeah. since. Yeah, yeah. It's why have you gotten fat and do you remember Yu-Gi-Oh? Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> they compete for that top slot, you know? Or, and in my case, like, why aren't you making more money? Um, uh, why, why have you gained weight? Yeah. And now, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're going to be going into that a little bit. I, I don't want to say like it, it's an anniversary. Anniversary sounds like we should be celebrating it. It's not really a celebration at all. It's a very sad time. It's like celebrating nine yeah. 11, I guess, but honoring is the day we honor. Homaging. Oh <laughs> um, bowing to something. Acknowledging? I don't know. Acknowledging. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, so we want to just start out by saying thank you for coming back. And also keep sending those reviews because we keep getting them and reading them. And we're <laughs> going to read one more today. This review is from Kim's Life uh, uh, uh. on May 10th, 2020. The title is Peter and G Give Me Life. <laughs> Kim's Life says, my immigrant life goal is to be featured in this show as a kick-ass Korean. <laughs> I will know I have made it when I get a shout out in this podcast. You guys better be still doing this show in like 15 to 20 years. Wow. Kim's life. Yes. Wait, is this person like 15? You're 12? How old are you? (laughs) How old are you, truly? Because if you're like 60 saying this, it's like, hun. (laughs) Not in the age of COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But if you, I mean, that's so cool. I love that you listen to the show and if you want a shout out, just tag us, DM us, tell us what you're up to. We're always looking for cool Koreans to shout yes. out, always, as you know. And we're not, you know, you know, it almost seems like we're like very picky and like, mm, this is no. such an honored position. We're truly like scrambling. always. <laughs> we're not scrambling, but <laughs> yeah, we're always like looking. We're on the search, on the hunt for cool Koreans. Um, who are doing kick-ass shit. And so if you're doing it, yeah. not just you know Miss Kim's life right here, but I- I- any Korean out there, any Korean adoptee, hapa, mm-hmm. whatever you are, even if you're an ally doing cool shit for Korean people, hit us up. We want to put, we want to, we have a platform now and we want to shout you out. We are and very available. Very available. 
And also, thank you to those people who have been sliding into the DMs saying, hey, did you check this out? Hey, you have a platform for this. You should be, uh, can you shout this thing out? Yes. Um, we love all that. So send it over. We're so, we're lonely. We're, lo- <laughs> <laughs> we're bored. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, I was like, um, okay, first of all, before we move on, want to shout out our Patreons? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Our Patreons. First of all, it seems all of the merch has been sent. So enjoy. Yes. yes. It's been sent last week. And, um, you know, it's going by, I almost said floor mail. What is it called? Ground shipping? Ground shipping. Ground, Ground shipping? yeah. I yeah, no you know, idea. just like mail. It, uh, mail. I didn't. I don't want to like spring for the one day shipping. I'm sorry. So it's gonna get there in three days. Yeah. So enjoy the totes. Enjoy <laughs> the little buttons. Some of you uh, were only supposed to get buttons or whatever. Anyway, yeah. I included both because why not? You know, it's COVID. Whoa. You should have both. Um and and wear it and tag us, please. Use the totes. You know, for when you're going out. <gasps> you I know what we should time. do. I use a tote all the time. And so by the way, so many compliments. And our friends have been begging for it. And I was like, you know where to get it. <laughs> Join the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> I've got ding, several ding, ding, requests. Ding. One person yeah. just gave me $10 in cash and I take pocket. Oh, okay. <laughs> as you should, as you should. Um, uh, what, is, what was I going to say? You know what we should do is um, print masks. With an I do my mask. Like, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be good. Yeah, right. We'll brainstorm some like things we could write on yeah. it, and yeah, mask. We, we. I don't even want to go into the people who are not wearing masks. It's just we're living in two different worlds. So if you know someone who's not wearing a mask, or you yourself is not wearing a mask, honey, find find Jesus. No, no girl. Yeah. No, honey. Not, no, that ain't it. That ain't it. If you're outside, you really have to. I mean, like, there's specific instances you're with inside. You know, I understand everyone's calculating risk, but if you are outside walking down the street and there are more, there's mm-hmm. more than another person there and you don't Come know on. them. Yeah. Come on. That's rude. Yes. And it also seems know- more and more clear that this is truly airborne. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's just a, a, a matter of caring about someone else. This bitch that you're walking next to, like she might have a young child that could die from this or high money or whatever. Yes. Even if you feel like you're strong and you're, you're full of vigor and like, eh, it's not going to fucking affect me. You know, yes. like, come on, guys. There's other people out here. You're not. Fuck. I mean, just virility, your virility. All right. I, I don't doubt that your jizz and your cum and your spittle <laughs> is the most vigorous, vital, thick, thick. Powerful. You know, like, yeah, your, your jizz's soot, <laughs> muri soot is thick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you, that's the thing. It's about being kind, right? Like, that, be that's. Be kind. Be kind, rewind, and wear a mask. Like, that's I mean, it. that's, I mean, I think that's, like, whenever I would, um, that's, a, I feel like there's a big trope in uh, teen comedies from the early aughts. And we were like, it's a jock with a heart of gold. Like, um, you know, it was like, it's a drag who's like sensitive and like, like actually proverbial reads, Chris Evans. Yes. Yeah, like actually yes. reads books and <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah. like upset that no one understands he's actually really soulful as well as yes. hot. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, I could imagine his jeans right now. Yeah. 
but that's what it is we all have to be the sensitive jack like even if you feel virile and you feel strong it's about being sensitive to other people's needs you know and also masculinity is now um evolved into emotional intelligence and sensitivity it's not all about being strong and having great nipples like chris evans okay Mm. it's (laughs) all right be it be the sensitive jock that you want to see in the world also, by the way, data, data, there's data that says that this is helpful. You know, yes. you, if you're not, if you're not a nipple guy, then maybe you're a data guy. And so like, <laughs> truly, like there's, there's the numbers themselves bear it out. Like this yeah. is the reality. And, and also truly, um, Peter, Peter, you know, I was talking to my friend about, um, like the SNL audition stuff. And I was like, I don't Did think, you do it? No, I just, I, oh. I was just like, what, Good for what, you. what would it be? What would my five minutes be? It would be like, yeah. so hi, I'm, um. This is an annoyed, uh, annoyed lady who hates her family. Um, okay, that impression. And I was like, so this is an annoyed lady who hates her family wearing glasses. Like, you know, it's just me to say, I don't have anything else to say. I'm such in a deep spot inside of quarantine where it's like, yeah. you know, you were ta- we were talking about this just before. It's just like, I gotta, we gotta, I gotta get out. I gotta get out of here. Get and the fuck f- out. How and has you your week been? who aren't wearing masks are like making this worse. You're making worse. it hard. Don't you don't y'all want a vacation? Don't y'all want to go to Acapulco? You know. Say <laughs> don't say it like that. That made it. <laughs> Take me to Acapulco. <laughs> Something. Let us get out of this mess, please. Help! Help us! Wait, are you so? Are you really going Ay, to? Go are you really gonna go? Is that the plan what? after in like July, you'll go somewhere for like a week, a month. How long are you going to go? I, I, well, let's see what the finances say, but at least a week alone, I need some time to heal and not listen to my boyfriend breathe. I, just for please. Please. And it's not about him. I I feel bad saying that it's not about how if I like him or dislike him or if I need him or don't need him. I love him and I do need him and I'm you know uh, I adore him, but I just need some space (laughs) and time. You know what it is? As I grow older, I'm becoming more and more of a hermit. Yes. And and an introvert where Mm -hmm. I can only recharge by going catatonic. Yes. You know, I used to, when I was younger, I used to recharge by going around Mm -hmm. friends and be like, oh, you know, like, and that would like get me, you know, but now I just need to like get into my like protective shell, you know, and just like plug in and recharge. It's because there's, you have less of it. I think that's that that's the is. reason why. Because like, I've gotten older, I find the same thing. It's like I can't recharge in the same ways because I think I also conserve things more. Like it used to be, I, I used to just constantly expend and spend, but then I had to start saving it for stage. And then I Yeah, yeah, sa- yeah. That's exactly it. But now I'm not doing that. But still, it's like the recharge truly needs to be, I don't know. It is, I think it has to do with age. You just don't have as much of it. So wait, yeah. so the Palm Springs, is that the, is that the plan? I know several people who are like going there to recharge. <sighs> Palm Springs is, it's, you know, it's that the desert is very spiritual. And um, there's a like, how do I say this? It's kind of like an oppressive energy 
much like the American democracy, but it is, <laughs> <laughs> but it's an energy that kind of like shoves you down. It, it makes you submit right. so that you go, I am nothing, you know, like take everything and then uh, rip it apart and then rebuild it. So it's a very like down earth energy. Whereas like, you know, if you go to maybe the forest, it's like an up energy. Yeah. I, I mean, desert is very specifically contemplative. It's like mm -hmm. ocean of earth. <laughs> like it's okay. like an ocean. I, yeah. I'm getting, I'm, I'm picking up what you were throwing down. <laughs> Cause it's very vast. It's like a vastness vast. that is like within ocean, like kind of, Oh, I've always found kind of overwhelming. Yes. Um, cause it's like, but with the desert, because there's nothing inside of, you know what I mean? Like an ocean, there's a lot of like life inside of it. There's some yeah. movement and stuff and a desert. It's completely still still. And it's so vast. Yeah. And I think that stillness is what I'm talking about. Cause I feel like my energy is always like a little rabbit. Like, mm -hmm. like ba, 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 go, 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 yeah, nonstop, yeah. nonstop, stop. And then the desert just pushes you down. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of holds you down and say like, hey, stop for a second and recharge. Also, there's a lot of great gay bars. And <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to a bar right now. No, I'm not going to a bar. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to do acid and just hang out by the pool. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. How for are like you feeling? What what's been this week been like for you? Whew, I have reached a wall within quarantine, I think. Like, you know, okay. I've, we've hit a couple. <laughs> yeah we hit a wall and we're like this is it and then we burst through it and there's another wall <laughs> like it's even thicker and yeah. it even takes longer to get through it um yeah. it's been the whole thing i mean granted there's um stuff professionally that is happening that's like very annoying um something i i really would love to talk to you about on the pod eventually once all of this dies down <coughs> i we'll cannot do a wait patreon exclusive yes i cannot wait to we're going through a lot <laughs> Actually, I cannot wait to dr either drag or uplift, depending on yeah. all the say. How and it I, works I, out. Yes. And I would, yeah. I would truly delight in doing either one. Yes, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, it would be exciting for me either way. Um, both, uh, both opportunities um, make me wet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no desert down there. Yeah. <laughs> She's an ocean of yeah, I'm an ocean. Yeah. I, so, you know, either opportunity to drag or uplift this. Anyway, so that notwithstanding, yeah, um, yeah, I'm just like hitting a like a wall with like family and just like being. And I think it's the weather, especially in Chicago. Like this is when Chicagoans pop off. Summertime yeah. is our time. Chicagoans are like if you like characterize their personality. Like most of the time, we are hell hellish mm -hmm. and rude and and closed off and you know mm -hmm. like all the things. But in summertime, we really do show up. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a very bipolar energy. Yes, like it's <laughs> Chicagoans love summer. Yeah, love it. What's it and like there right now? Is it like truly summer, like in the yes. middle of sunshiny day, beautiful long days? Yes. Oh, I love that. Mm. And and the beach just had a sunny rain. <gasps> I love a summer sunny rain. Oh. A summer shower is to me like that is the shit that K dramas are made of. Yes. Absolutely getting drenched in a summer shower, but also Chris Evans' body in a summer shower. <gasps> Ooh, and the jeans get wet and shrink. Oh, my God. I'm oh my too God. horny. I'm too horny. <laughs> Something I've been doing lately is, uh, you know, we, we've talked about how we should be dreaming out loud yes. and visualizing yeah. what we want. So I've been on the Zillow app. 
This mm. is not uh, I'm, this is not a commercial for Zillow, but yes. I'm on Zillow nonstop. I'm what I'm trying to do because you know I have we're all addicted to our phones, right? Yes. And a muscle memory, we like we open our phone and immediately go to I immediately go to Twitter, Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then email in that order. And then I check what's been going on and blah, blah, blah. Now to curb that. Okay. Yeah. What do you do? What's your routine? Go to Tetris. No. (laughs) No. I don't believe it. Tetris (laughs) is over. Hashtag Tetris is over party. I got a new game. I got a new game. It's called, it's called like Blocks Blocks Explosion. It's like literally (laughs) the same thing. Okay, you're gonna have to send that to me so we can play together. (laughs) I've been playing like Bubble Bobble. Oh yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fun too. I I play a little bit of a game, and then I go look up, and I'm like, "What have you been doing with your life?" And then I go check my email, (laughs) (laughs) and then then typically for me, I go to Twitter and Facebook. Oh, I never do Facebook. I think it's because I left Facebook, Mm -hmm. and since I left, I truly when I left, I deleted my account. Yeah. So I have I had to refriend everyone. Yeah. And because my algorithm is so low, like whenever I post something, like it gets zero likes yes. or zero anything because yes. no one sees it. And I'm like, this is worthless. <laughs> this <laughs> platform. I'm not even getting what I need. My dopamine rush <laughs> from the fucking likes. No, I'm not doing that. It's true. I mean, I don't I don't post anything, but like usually for me, <clears throat> my friend group it being older, like that's their version of Twitter. Yeah. So like yeah, I'll yeah. go through there and look at that stuff. I mean, I've I also I haven't been posting it all because of this shit at work, and so like mm. I just need. I made my husband compliment me for like an hour. What for an hour? Ago. Yeah, sixty minutes of nice things said to your face. It wasn't constant. It was like okay. he would like we peter out, and I like stare at him and be like, "Do more." <laughs> okay, what are what are the top three things he said that made you go? Mm. That he liked. Um, very specific parts of my body and then i made him think oh. discreet yes so he got <gasps> erotic but also okay love uh, that yeah but also got very specifically i just needed this i need i stood outside on i was telling my friend jack this i stood out on the stoop of my building mm. and just like stood there while like joggers passed by hoping someone would say something to me what were you wearing <laughs> something very something very scandalous that's right yeah yeah <laughs> Like a nighty. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I've come out to get some Amazon packages. Yeah, like, why is that old lady wearing panties yeah. outside? And I just, like, sit there, and I was like, no one said anything. Her I son's, just like, pulling on her, yeah. like, I'm hungry, yeah. mom, and I, please. And like, I, just, like, begrudgingly turned around and was like, all right. That's great. I should try that with my boyfriend tonight. Be like, compliment my body. Yes. Yeah. And, like, my brain. And, like, my talent. And your brain. And oh, my talent, all those things. You know, I just mm. need, I need this. That's you where I am it. in quarantine. Words like, of affirmation. I, I need attention. Yeah. I need I attention. That's really what it is. Like <laughs> yeah. I need, it's not sexual attention, but I need people to pay attention. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I get it. Perform. I miss performing. <laughs> I do too, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, okay, maybe this is something that just, it's just for me, but. I've been trying to get off Twitter because, you know, it's Twitter. Yeah. And every day I see it's just like the our people of our country being unearthed and just a nasty, like the lynchings. There was three cops from North Carolina just that just got fired because um, yeah. they were saying they want to go start the civil war to kill all these black people. 
And at a certain point, like you just have to like think it, uh, like look at it and go, oh, like uh, the nation is sick. So <clears throat> I was like, okay, I can't be just staring at the sickness and being like, look at all these sick people. You know, like I can't yeah. do that anymore. It's hard so to be I, in outrage mode constantly. It can, it's really, really hard. So I started going on Zillow. Mm -hmm. And on Zillow, if you don't know, is a, um, what, do, what do you call it? Real, Real estate, estate app? app? Yeah. Yeah. So if you I'm, don't have a saved search, honey, you are not 30. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I uh, set my um, limit. You know how you could filter the houses you're looking yes. at? So I filtered the houses I'm looking at to these specific filters. So if you guys are out there and you are a real estate agent or if you have one of these houses for me, hit me up. All right. Here's the filters. It's very simple. Okay. Um, Spanish colonial. Okay. <clears throat> um, and the other filter is less than uh, 2 million. Okay. Okay, that's yeah. my two millions. My peak. Yes. I don't want to pay more than two. Yeah, um, exactly. Who does? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, must have a carriage house, or a pool house, or you know, a separate house. Okay. On the property. Mm -hmm. So whether it's like a small thing that's been converted or whatever, right. I just need a separate space for yes. my mom. And under that's two all, mil. Under two mil. And I found a handful. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Some beautiful shit. I'll send it to you. No, in, <laughs> in Pasadena, California, girl. In Pasadena? Yeah, hun. They I, have to I be found... like two beds. They have to be two or three no, beds. No, three beds. Three to yeah. four beds. Yeah. Crazy. <clears throat> Beautifully, everything redone. Saltwater pool, a sunken uh, outdoor, um, like, uh, what is it? What is it called? Uh, like barbecue. Um, yeah. I don't know. A know, grotto? Party. A grotto, yeah, like you know what those sails? It's very Southern yes. California where they have those like canvas sails that you hang up for the shade. Yes, I mean yes. it's just gorgeous. Yes. You, you'll gag. I'll send it over to you. But that's my criteria: separate house under two million Spanish colonial. Hit me up because I have been. I don't have the money for it. I really don't. <laughs> I'll need a quarter million down to get these houses, but I don't care. I'm, yeah. That's where I'm dreaming. I was. Eric was like, "Aren't you? Uh, you? Uh, why are you putting the filter so big? Why don't you do it like under a million so that yeah. it could be kind of?" I'm like, "If I'm fucking daydreaming, I'm not gonna fucking daydream under a mill, huh? That's not. That's not my life. I'm sorry. That's not. All right. I want to go for gold. Go for the gusto. I I have my. That's <clears throat> I have those searches as well. I have a lot of yeah. searches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I start off every day dreaming about the home I could buy. Like ah. if Zillow emails you the results, if there's any new things inside of those saved search results, they'll right. email you any new listings. Update you. Mm -hmm. So like that's how I start. I have the regular searches, you know, and then I have my two million Your plus. Dream? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you have to. You have to. I mean, yeah. yeah. You're also, not the two million plus, but two million under, because you're right. Because two up playing, to two. Because paying more than two million dollars for a home is insane. You have. That's like. When you have hundreds of millions. Yes. So you you're don't need because the, the houses don't get that much better. It doesn't. That's the thing. You might, you might get like hillside, you know, yeah. views or beach, Malibu beach. Sure. Up to 4 million. Great. Yeah. But that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a real neighborhood house that my mom could live in. Yeah. And she'd go to Chupal 
Yeah, you yeah. know, like do her thing, like yeah. hang out with her, like ajumas and stuff like that. And Ooh, so she, she this would be the is king, queen of that ajuma group. Oh, she would be, girl. <laughs> and she would rule with an iron fist. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, something that I, I want to quickly mention before we take a break is, I saw this heartbreaking documentary. I think it was on Vice about the Korean sex trade, mm. and um, the these group of people called pakasajmas. Have you heard oh. of this? No. So there are, <clears throat> there is a group around 400 of these ajumas that are yeah. like almost high money level. I'm talking about like 50s, yeah. 60s, 70s who were sitting outside by the park or in the alleyways selling pakasu. Okay. Right. Which is um, a little like kind of hangover drink. cure, energy drink. And these women are not selling actual pakasu. They are prostituting. And they're usually prostituting for ochonon or banon, five for ten dollars. Oh my gosh! And they're going to the little sex motels around the corner, and those are ochonon an hour. So yeah. they're doing, they're doing, you know, they're having sex for five dollars. Yeah. And it's and the reason why it's happening is because Korea, South Korea's economy has exploded so much that these there and then the social security has not caught up. So these older People in the generation, our harmonies or, you know, our parents, they're not being taken care of by the state because they're assuming that the, that the kids children, yeah. are taking care of them. But the kids are not taking care of these parents anymore. So what happens? The kids are out there working 12, 14 hours a day and so, you know, going out and drinking and blah, 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 and coming home. And that's why, like, marriages are happening less and less. The population is getting lower and lower. People are dying of cancer every day because of the stress. And they're not taking care of their parents. So these guys' parents are out there fucking prostituting <laughs> for these ajashis. Uh, these old men who are coming around and like yeah. soliciting prostitution from these it's such a sad tragic thing that we have something called pakasajmas and that's really is that what really, the, the documentary was called no 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 but this is just what they're known okay. in korea as and um so you know that really hurt me and it just made me think of like <gasps> that's how i'm treating my mom i'm not taking care of my mom my mom got you know thank god she has a job yeah she could be out here, there fucking selling her body. I mean, she would never do that. But yeah. like, <laughs> no shade to anyone who's doing it. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I'm, no, you know, no shade to set works workers here. Not yeah. at all. Not at all. But I just don't want my mom to be doing that. So mm -hmm. what does that mean? Okay, then I have to rethink my idea of what it means to take care of my family. And how am I going to get there? I need that two million Spanish colonial <laughs> carriage house for my mother <laughs> now i love my mom she's not coming in the main house okay for holiday she's be she'll be allowed in the main house. <laughs> i like all these conditions so you carry for your mother one of them being she cannot enter the main house <laughs> yeah she could all like for real like come oh, yeah, on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah all right we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back This is Yeji. Yeji. We're talking about what we drew by Yeji. I'm Yeji. My full name is Kathy Yeji Lee. That's not it. In Korean, I realized it phonetically sounds beautiful. There was something really nice and almost therapeutic about repeating 
that thing that sounds phonetically beautiful. For me, when I'm using Korean, it, it was e it's easier for me because I can almost hide the meaning. Um, I guess I didn't understand that people in Korea will actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, we are back. Um, guys, it's Yu-Gi-Oh! 625. I just want to talk about the Korean War in context with what we're going through. And, um, you know, those of you who are listening that know about the Korean War might have just been told, like, by, you know, American media, the Forgotten War. We went in there and beat back the communists and all that. But, yes. you know, there's three sides to the story. <laughs> And it's also right. the number one war featured by racists in America. It's like number. What do you mean I, by that? It's like the number one war. Like if you, as a, um, maybe it's just like as a Midwestern, like Asian girl. Like for me, yeah. the number one, like creepy white, like racial interactions were with guys that um, were Fought in, in Korea. Korean war. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I hate America. <laughs> but that's the like number one. Yeah, number one. Yeah. No, I don't Vietnam, hate America. I, don't I really I love America. everyone in America that are like us. You know what I mean? The the real people that make up America. The yes. the majority of people in America are good. There are a lot of bad people here. Um, there are a lot of bad people in every country, but especially this country because we have this original sin of slavery. Mm -hmm. And we have a whole hoax of people who uh, feel like they're entitled uh, to uh, subjugate other people. So I mean, speaking the, of yes, which, yes. let's get into it. 625, 70 years ago, 1950, exactly today, mm -hmm. North Korea, or then what was the Communist Party that was taking over right. the northern part of Korea, mm -hmm. invaded South Korea, and that started the Korean War. But right before that, we were fucking uh, fighting off the Japanese as one unit, okay? Yes. And before that, we were a dynasty called Joseon, uh, which was the last of the dynasties in Korea. And, um, you know, I I've been watching a lot of Korean history on YouTube just so that I am armed with the knowledge. I am armed with the truth. Uh -huh. And it, it, we talk about Han and we talk about this a lot, but it really does, when you go from like the Koguryo time yes. and the Pekjeshila time and then the Koryo dynasty and then the Joseon dynasty and all this like the amount of times we had to like bow down to our Chinese Manchurian neighbors to our Japanese neighbors who have who conquered us and this like strategic area and peninsula uh, and two big powerhouses fighting mm -hmm. imperial powerhouses and we're stuck in the middle it, 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 it causes for a lot of great culture and amazing sense of identity, but it, it is a, a fucked situation. We're constantly in a state of trauma. I mean, that's why kimchi is like this. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like kimchi could only come from a culture that was constantly getting fucked from both ends. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. you know, we're like, I guess we'll just, I mean, I don't know. We, get, we only have cabbage. We got to dig a fucking hole in the dirt. Yeah, and, and let's rot it up. Let's rot it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> life fucking sucks. Yeah. So let me eat something that's rotted <laughs> and, and fermented like, and, and stinky. <laughs> like our lives. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like the like what you say a lot, uh, Unji. Like when you go like, I go shiwane. Yeah. Like we want, we're desperate for like that shiwane feeling. Yes. We're desperate for the temira. We're desperate for like a oh, let me just relax. You know, like just give me a second to fucking breathe. We want relief. Relief. We want relief. <laughs> <laughs> what do we want? Relief. What do we want? It two hundred years ago. <laughs> But anyways, uh, I mean, yes. yeah, 70 years ago, the Korean War started. Here are some facts that I recently found out. I've known about this forever because, you know, I took Korean history classes when in church when I was young. Mm-hmm. We learned about Isunshin Changun, the turtle boats and how the they defeated, boats. you know what I mean? How they yeah, defeated a huge, boats, so, yeah. come on, turtle boats is, it's the first uh, um, of the like uh, Korean like naval uh, mm-hmm. victories, that, you know, uh, and the great General Lee. Before that, there's the Sejong Daewang, who was all about like Confucianism, science, astrology. He was kind of like the um, scholarly king, the first scholarly king that like yes. uh, d- created hunger. He's featured, on, he's featured first on most Korean calendars. That's it. Yeah. He's the <laughs> guy. The, yeah, he's the guy. Like for he's, me, he's the guy from the calendars. From, he's the guy. He's the calendar guy. From the matzo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the money. The yes. money, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we knew all, of, all about that, but a lot of details about the Korean War we don't really know about. And here are some deets that I recently found out um, that really broke my heart. So here, approximately 1.5 million, 1.5 million North Koreans were killed in the war. That's psychotic. That's before like advanced weaponry. This is 1950. Oh, this is like World War One level of like just brutal, like, <laughs> and I think because it was also like a sizable poor percentage of the population. Huge, fifteen percent mm-hmm. of the population was yeah. decimated in the war. The U.S. self-assessed, self-assessed that not a single building in North Korea was left standing. Mm-hmm. Utter devastation. Yeah. And if you don't know, basically the Soviet-backed North Korea came all the way down to South Korea till the tip of Busan. Yeah, Putin which your family's from. Mm-hmm. It was the last bastion, the stronghold. Yes. There, it, there were so like, many people there. Everyone fled to Busan. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, I remember my grandfather would tell us, like, yeah. you know, they would pack a bag and fucking flee to Busan. Yeah. Set up a little, like, fish shack, you know, like, that yes. was the life. And then the U.S. came in and fought the North Koreans and Soviet back. And, you know, that's the whole idea between, like, Ra Ra Siskumba, U.S. Save the Day again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, U.S. always comes in and, quote, saves the day at the very last minute when it's convenient for them. So, fuck you. Yeah. Um, Here's another fact that I didn't know. General MacArthur, who's widely known as like the Korean War hero, Mm -hmm. he was reviewing plans to drop as many as 34 nuclear bombs on North Korea. Mm -hmm. 34. After dropping, after the U.S. dropped Nagasaki and Hiroshima and decimated Japan, you know, Mm -hmm. we're the only ones that have ever dropped it. They they were trying to... You destroyed Japan with two nukes and you're about to... (laughs) Drop 34. What they wanted to do originally was to make sure that North Korea, China, and Manchuria, that area, could never recover. They were trying to really go over and Mm -hmm. kill China. And then it was stopped by Harry Truman and some other UK and UN allies. Yeah. The de- the devastation was so horrible that Pablo Picasso in 1951, I never saw this picture before, but I, I posted it on Instagram. It was called the Korean Massacre. 
and oh, it's I like a very Picasso-y painting mm-hmm. of Koreans. This is the it, it's a Picasso of Koreans, which is I didn't know that psycho. existed. I never knew that existed. Yeah, and it, it's that a bunch of like metallic-looking soldiers, basically pointing their guns and killing them. And it's heartbreaking to look at. And usually Picasso paintings or sculptures or whatever, they're so not human and not like, it's very like absurd and weird looking. Yeah. But this, uh, this, the way he captured these people, the North, the North Koreans, it was, it's, it's truly heartbreaking. This is very cool. Yeah. It's very cool. I mean, I, I don't know if I want it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do I want that photo, like the picture, the print in my house to remind me of what could, what has happened? Uh, but, you know, he was so compelled by it, by the massacre that he 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 drew, he painted this. I think some of my um, intrigue with this is that because so often the Korean War is described as the forgotten one. Yeah. And there's really not that much art or culture associated with it. You know, aside of Movies. very famously MASH, aside of MASH, yeah. right? Yeah. But but Koreans aren't at the center of that story. American heroism. It's American. Yes. So the fact that this exists is like very moving. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. And also, man, I'm glad that there was at least someone else thinking about us. Yes. You know? Yes. And we were, we had nothing left. And I think that's why we still don't really talk about it because I think it still hurts us. And great shame. And this, so there's a lot of, um, talk about how Mm k-pop is um appropriative Mm -hmm. of black culture american slash black culture yes and there's a lot of thoughts about that and you know and back and forth about like who started what and is this appropriation is it homaging is it sampling blah 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 but this is another thing i didn't know korean musicians Mm -hmm. had to audition for the U.S. military to literally obtain a license to perform. And the audition routine included Elvis and James Brown. <laughs> Is, how complicated and distorted this thing is. And because of that, right. the U.S. influenced pop culture is what Korea decided to take from the rubbles of war. Right. And create this $5 billion industry that is K-pop now. So talk about rags to riches. Yeah. I mean, I feel so proud to be Korean today and I'm going to be moved to tears, but it gives me hope for America. At least America, like uh, Korean Americans slash any immigrant American, I have huge hope. That we, we will rise like a phoenix. <laughs> I mean, because truly, like, my parents lived through it. So my parents mm-hmm. are both over 70. So yeah. they were born before and lived through the war. Mm-hmm. And then the time afterward, which was a very hungry time. Very yeah. volatile politically, very hungry time. Because, I mean, your mom probably was living through it, too. But she was in that post, right? She, she was, was at the end uh, of it. last end of it, yeah. And the thing is, if you look at pictures, people are still wearing fucking humbuck and like wearing like traditional, like they got like a a, a satchel of like hay and like a a fucking wooden, you know, like thing on their back, you know, like it's like there's a a rich guy sitting on the back. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's like like a palimpsest or whatever shit. Like, you know, like there were no cars like this was inarguably a very agrarian, almost like 
caught in amber because of yes. the colonization from Japan. Like mm -hmm. they was they were not modern. It was not a modern place. There were very few cars. Like it was not not most people didn't have electricity, especially when you're talking about Busan, like indoor mm -hmm. plumbing, not a thing. And inside of one generation from in the my parents' lifetime. Yeah. We've this turned has it gone around. from a place from um <laughs> where I think the number one export were its own children. Yes. Did you know, by the way, there the um Korea after the war, there was such a boom mm -hmm. of children that A, they were being, you know, adopted and yeah. whatever, sold out. B, they were um sterilizing people. Mm-hmm. Korea was sterilizing its own people because they're like, we just cannot feed you. We can't feed. Stop it. I mean, there's literally nothing in the, there's nothing to eat. Like people, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> like literally nothing. I mean, when, um, yeah, like my parents like talk about like adding like rubber. I mean, just like shit that's like insane. <sighs> mm. You know, like yeah. it boggles the mind, this level of hunger that, you know, someone I'm looking at now who has a, who's chubby you know the fact that like, why did like, you look at me no, why did you <laughs> you looked away and then you looked directly at me and i see I what like, you're doing acknowledged i talking about my dad like i mean this guy probably was probably the like hungriest motherfucker like ran yeah. free on the streets at 12 and now he has diabetes like that's america like that you know america. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's crazy that Korea was able to do that. Yeah. Like it's within Truly one incredible. generation. Incredible. And so yeah. that, that's really what's a, a miracle when like people talk about like so many war veterans, like veterans. I mean, I guess at this point they're really old, but most of the veterans that kind of saw Korea through that time, like they mm -hmm. can't believe it. They can't believe it. I mean, look at Germany. Yeah. After saying like, oh, we were ordered to Holocaust, you know, like going from that from 1945 to now being the leader yeah. in the Western world. Like, that's pretty fucking cool. And that's one generation too, one and a half. But like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, America's going through a fucking hard time right now. But, you know, we will have our time of reckoning. And I think the future is bright. You know, like. Yes. I think we look, we could look at Detroit as a, a, a moment of like, damn, what a great city that was. And now it's like, it costs $3 to buy a fucking building there. Yeah. But now with, because of that, artists are moving in and, yeah. you know, it's being rehabilitated into this gorgeous city that yeah. once was. And I think that's what we can do in America. I just don't want to be here while it happens. <laughs> So after you go to Paul's Screams, you're going straight to Korea? Is that the one? <laughs> or Vancouver or something. Yeah. <laughs> or Vancouver. I'm either on Zillow.com or I'm going, uh, I'm looking at um, workincanada.gov. Like I'm trying to figure out how do I get a job in Canada? <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> I mean, like at least with regard to this moment and this time, and you're right. That's a beautiful tie-in with like the, our own national current time of reconciliation and reckoning. Yeah. Right. It's a it's a reckoning that um, could result in a reconciliation. Hopefully, can. I was yeah. reading this thing about how this might be the time for reparations, and I mm -hmm. will say that um, 
when we talk about Korea's own rapid ascent, they never really had a reckoning. They have never mm. really, there's so much shame even surrounding what people did during the time of war because yeah. there was a lot of ugliness, right? People, a lot of women gave up their children. There's still a lot of shame around that. And yeah. like that sort of reconciliation, that sort of emotional growth within the culture, I think would behoove, I yeah. mean, maybe Korea is even ready for it because it seems like it's an international phenomenon, you know? Yeah. It's catching yeah, fire. Yeah. Um, the, its own racism and stuff, even. Anyways, this is, I, 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 um, I'm gonna call my parents. Did you call your parents? <laughs> All right, call your parents. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Guys, we are back with kick-ass Koreans, y'all. Yeah. All right, today my kick-ass Korean is Catherine H S Moon. Also goes by Kathy H S Moon uh, at K- Kathy H S Moon with a K. Um, she's a non-resident senior fellow and the inaugural holder of the SK Korea Foundation Chair in the Korea Studies uh, in Korea Studies, uh-huh. the Center for East Asia Policy. Yes. Uh, studies at the Brookings Institution. I love I, had, I love a Brookings Institute. I knew you would. I had to, I remember hearing about it, but I had to look it up. Uh-huh. I had to be like, what is this thing again? So the Brookings, <laughs> the Brookings Institute. Where I get all my China information. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, it was like back in yeah. the day, the, because the Brookings Institute was the only place I was t- putting out information about how China was colonizing mm. Africa. And they have oh. been they've been talking about it since 2008 2009 because it was a huge problem. Damn. There were riots in these camps. Damn. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like this is like a real thing. And so because it's an an I think it's a policy institute. It's a think tank. Yeah. Like there's no agenda. Journalists no. have agendas. They're just researching. Yes. Going out, reporting what's going on, gathering all the data and information. Um, so she's part of this. She's a senior fellow. She's also uh, a professor of political science. And uh, Wasserman Chair of Asian Studies at Wellesley College. Okay, love Wellesley Wasserman still Chair of women? Asian. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, she's also the author of Sex Among Allies, which is a book. Uh, it's a nonfiction book about military prostitution in Korea, mm-hmm. uh, especially the boom in the 60s and 70s. And this kind of talks, uh, you know, it's going back to the Korean War and how so many women had to become prostitutes and yes. go into sex work, especially for U.S. military Almost in Korea. For, yeah. Almost exclusively for. And how that, and the book talks about how that was, how that was served as an invisible instrument of U.S.-Korean military policies mm-hmm. at the highest level. And, um, you know, it's such a complicated feeling that i have about about america and being korean slash american mm-hmm. it's it, it's like i'm being, being fucking divided in half every day you know yeah. and, and and that's been kind of the thesis of this show since day one we started in 2017 so 
Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to Kathy H.S. Moon, Yay. our kick-ass Korean. You know what's crazy? Also, I, read, oh, ahead, I read her. I read this. You did? Okay, no. Say what you were going to say before I go. No, on. no, no. I, I was going to... Uh, I'll wait till after you because we have a quick shout out for another person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I read this because my kick-ass Korean was... Um, is Her name is... There's literally... This is goes to exactly what your point is about sex work and um like the military so this woman i have two actually because this is kind Mm. of the thing um i I can find out more information about this woman her name was blue and she is the first korean american war bride okay yes uh and she was featured in a life magazine article um prominently and the thing is um she was like it was like a picture of her this like you know um as this like paragon of love it's like shown as this perfect love story with her and their white marine they're coming savior yes and he's they're arriving in seattle there's a picture of them all praying over a meal and with her his white parents and the thing is um (laughs) it was a use as propaganda by the U.S. government, right? Like this, it was also laid the template for this model minority idea, this mm. docile Asian woman. You know, all these things that continue to be perpetuated even today. Like you know, um, and the idea that they were being saved. But the second part is in Korean culture, all these women were known and suspected to be sex workers, prostitutes. Um, so there's a great deal of shame. So they had to almost leave Korea and be saved here. What's right. crazy is that most Korean war brides, when they were here, suffered incredibly, oftentimes yeah. being abused. I think like the divorce rate among that first wave is like super high. It's like eighty-five yeah. percent or some shit. Um, because they were because generally it was like if the well, this is what was kind of happening. A lot of these that first wave, there's like sixty-five hundred Korean war brides that came out of the actual war were allowed mm-hmm. to come. And then after that, it was all deployments that were there. So a lot, I know my aunt came over and that's how my family mm-hmm. got to come over. Okay. So that first wave, a lot of them were actually sex workers. And so what they would do is these uh, military personnel would pay off the debt she had at the whatever, like the bar or the brothel. The madame she, or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And so they would come over. And so there was this pre conceived you know, I purchased you. Yeah. It's like sex slavery. Yes. Yeah. And so clearly they would be abused and it's these women that are alone in a place with no language no education no resources no community no friends no family and their food they don't i mean to not, imagine a korean person somewhere without kimchi for <sighs> my heart's breaking yeah i mean it's truly like and these women all have to endure this right and there's a lot of this stuff even today like a lot of men just abandon their wives it's like really fucked up because even into the 70s and 80s like a lot of the times it had it would also happen to women that were typically less affluent, couldn't mm-hmm. find, you know, a suitable Korean mate. It might have been because they were doing sex work, what have you, you know, all. I'm, yeah. And the thing is, again, this is just one of the types of stories. There is a huge plurality of stories. Like there's also true love. There's right. also right. like, you know, all these things. Like um, it goes from like having... A homeless Korean woman who's old be abandoned by her husband and thrown into the street to, 
you know, my my friend's Korean mom, who was truly the scariest person I'd ever met and ruled her <laughs> Polish husband with like yeah. a fist of iron. <laughs> like truly, like she came and it was just like, I never heard, I never heard her husband speak. That's how it should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it runs out and she had a huge house. Like she fucking did it. And so it runs the whole gamut. But um, my kick-ass Korean, because I, I couldn't find anything about this woman blue. I said it from this like crazy propaganda-driven like life article where it was like yeah. nuts. But it's this um, woman in, uh, in um, what the fuck? It's in Sa- she's in St. Louis. And she's a mil- minister. And her name is uh, Minji Stark. And she is a, you know, um, she married her military husband in 1977, came over, felt very lost, became a born again Christian. And what she does is gather and pick up abandoned Korean American women that have like come over and were in interracial um, marriages and like helps them because so many of them were domestic or domestic abuse survivors. Whoa. And That's so, so cool. What a hero. Yes. Like there's this story that I'm reading specifically from riverfronttimes.com, but it's um it's a refuge for Korean war brides in rural Mississippi and rural Missouri. It's called Peace Village. And so she's created basically like a uh women's shelter and it's like a huge right. space where they can like like cook. a little community. Yes, where they can cook, they can work together, they make their own food, like this time this place for them to like spend out the rest of their days and not be homeless there are a lot of them are elderly obviously um she like there was this korean woman that was driven over by a salt truck homeless in new york and she like drove 12 hours to new york to pick her up and bring her home damn yeah so um amazing amazing and if you want to donate to this um it's very very christian obviously like she's uh yeah 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 yeah, like heavy yesua like whatever (laughs) yes kind of lady yeah 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 like you know no doubt but yeah you know like I mean, like, because truly, like, it, this is the lives of, like, you know, several, like, 60, 70, 100 people whose lives would yeah. be, or can only be impacted by this specific community. Yeah. You know, the kind of effect this kind of change, because in terms of culture and food and language, it can only be her. It still exists? hmm What's it called? It's called, the actual place is called Peace Village, but it's called the National Association of Intercultural Family Mission. Okay, just put the link on and then I'll... Yeah, we'll it's, it's it nuts. Um, and it is still in existence and the place is called Peace Village. Cool. If you guys want to look it up. Awesome. We'll drop the link on the description for the episode. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you are taking care of yourselves physically, mentally, spiritually. Reach out to us if you want to you know, be shouted out for the good things you're doing. Yes. And... Um, yeah, be kind to each other, and we'll see you next week. Oh, oh, by the way, uh, ah. just quick shout out for another like honorary kick-ass Korean. I just yeah. want to give a quick shout out to Jen Jackson, our friend. Woo! Yeah, she's a Patreon <laughs> superstar member, gold member. So we're giving her a quick shout out. Um, she's just been awesome. She's been a fan since day one. Truly, uh, so supportive. We love you if you're listening. We hope you're doing well um, in New oh, York. She's I believe yeah. she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> We miss you and uh, many blessings to you and your fam, girl. Okay. Bye. Love you. Bye.
Audio.